You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. We all know that entrepreneurship can be a challenge. It requires adversity because you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And today, I'm going to bring you my conversation with Zurama Leon. Today, we're going to talk about how you can overcome these challenges and have an entrepreneurial mindset for constant growth and learning. So let's welcome Zurama to the show. Hey, Zurama, welcome to the DaVinci Mindset Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited and um, ready for this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you're excited. I'm excited as well. And I think we're going to have an exciting conversation today. So I just want to, you know, start off by letting the audience get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you start off by telling your story, what you're up to, and just a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. So um, I'm a mother of two boys. One is a happy grown teenager and the other one is still in elementary school. Um, my background originally is um, I've been in corporate, well, I was in corporate America for approximately 18 years. And then I kind of got stung by the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, wanting to do things, exploring the world to see what else I can provide for my family and essentially leave a legacy for them aside from debt and having them um, following the same path. Not that that's a bad thing, but I, I wanted more out of life in general. Uh, so essentially, my side hustle became my main hustle. Uh, my husband and I, we were at each other's throats about finances every month when we got married and, you know, life as we knew it or being married as we knew it, it, it wasn't all that peachy. So it was either change what we were doing or just split up, you know, call it quits and just, just go our separate ways. So uh, we started just fishing around to see what we could do and we came across uh, real estate investing and we started learning and the more we learned, the more we started putting into action and just taking one step at a time, still working our nine to five corporate jobs. So uh, we did that. We, we did, you know, wholesaling, the buy and holds, fix and flips, all that stuff but we still felt like we could provide more to, to, to the world, to our community with what we were learning. And we, we stumbled upon assisted living facilities. I'm not sure if you've heard of the term, some folks call them group homes. Um, so we, we took what we learned into real estate and we've applied it there. We also learned a great deal of what uh, the senior community really is. And so we've been putting that into action for about the last two years is what we've been working on. And last summer, I was actually able to leave my corporate job to focus on our real estate investing and our business as assisted living operators here in Florida. And that's pretty much what we've been into. And ever since we started learning more about other things out there, other asset classes, it has it has strengthened our relationship between my husband and myself and even with our children. They're learning something that they have not learned in school. So we have opened a whole new world for them. 
and that's that's where we're at now we're still you know doing our thing Okay, that's awesome, Zerama. I really like that because I'm also interested in real estate and I'm not at the point yet where I'm getting into it. But what mm -hmm. can you tell a little bit more about what kind of brought you guys first into real estate investing? Like what was the, the thing that kind of set sail the ship? I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah, well, obviously what did it for me, and I'm sure that I am going to, this is going to resonate with a lot of folks out there. It's really because of a little purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I read it when it was back in, when I was back in college, but it's something, you know, I guess I was still a little bit immature. It really didn't click with me until my husband and I started having these problems, these financial problems is when that book resurrected again. And I reread it and it was because of that, that was our, our pivotal point in time that kind of changed things for us. And my husband, he's not a, he's not a book reader. He's more of an audio listener. And I'm, you know, I just told him, listen, you have to check this out. Please just do us a favor and, and listen to this. And so it was because of that, that we started exploring real estate as a possible, you know, as an investment vehicle, as opposed to um, the stock market or anything else. Okay, that, that's such a coincidence because oh, about a year ago, I read Robert Kiyosaki's book, the What the Rich Invest in That the, the Poor and Middle Class Don't. And then uh, about a month ago, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I love his books. I think they're amazing. It's just a, such a unique perspective that you're, you're never really taught in school. So I really love that you read that book. And so what, what are your, can you tell the audience a little bit about the, the book for those who haven't read it? Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, basically uh, the book premise is about a da um, Robert Kiyosaki, a kid growing up in um, Hawaii in his, you know, younger years. And he describes it as having two dads, his biological father, which was very involved in what, you know, the regular corporate America, I'm going to say for simplicity's sake, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a job. And his best friend's dad, which was his rich dad which exposed them to a whole different world when it came to investing in businesses and real estate and how, um, the, how, to how to differentiate between the two mindsets. And in having a comparison like that and just easy to follow terms, it definitely, you can see where you fit within the story and how you can make differences in your life to choose the character of the outcome that you would like. So, you know, I guess that's why it's so, it's so popular. At least it resonated with me so much. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, and on, the, on the topic of real estate, because they're, they're all tied together, you've been mm -hmm. in the game for a couple of years. What are some of the mistakes that you see new people make in real estate? Uh, new mistakes. I mean, I'm, I'm for one, I make mistakes every day. I mean, and that's just the truth. The thing is whether you learn from those mistakes and how you get up and move forward. Um, a newbie mistake would probably be, you know, try to take on too much or, you know, without learning the fundamentals of how to grow and then scale from there instead of scaling right from right out of the gates. Educate yourself first and just, you know, not just throw crazy money at it in terms of, you know, oh, if I keep throwing money at it, it's going to be fine. Educate yourself first, build the fundamentals, allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to catch those mistakes and grow from them. 
Okay, thank you. So thank you for sharing. So do you have any recommended resources or things that you can do to educate yourself in the subject of real estate that you've used? Well, what I have done, I read a lot. I'm a ferocious reader. I read a lot. I, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's, for example, there's a ton of wealth of information. I've also subscribed to um, online platforms such as Bigger Pockets. They have a wealth of information there when it comes to real estate investing in different niches, whether it be single family houses, mobile home parks, um, multifamilies, and essentially the best the best that you can really do is just associate yourself with those folks that are doing what you would like to do. And I've met so many different people from many walks of life. And it's awesome that everybody is playing a different role within real estate and you get to see um, just basically their projects and how creative they get even with, with their own deals. So it's very cool. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you. And, you know, I, I very much look forward to, to getting into the, the field in the future, the field of real estate, of course. So kind of what are your future goals for your, your real estate portfolio? So the future goals would be just to keep expanding our, our, our properties here in Florida. Um, we have, you know, we have pretty much pinpointing several markets that we would definitely would love to be in within the next few years and just keep expanding from there and allow others to participate in our projects, either as um, partners, investing partners, or as even operators. Okay, awesome, thank you for sharing. So let's say that we have a, a couple of people out there right now who are kind of interested flirting with the, the idea of getting into real estate. I, I'm probably in that, that group actually, I wanna get in over the next few years. But, but with that said, what would you recommend these people to, to start getting into it? What would you recommend them to do? Like I said, just get educated. Educate yourself as much as possible. Um, join local real estate investment clubs. Meet other people. There's always someone there that knows more than you and knows more than that guy. Cling on to these folks. Establish their relationships, you know, and, and, and learn from them. I'm not going to say that you're not going to make mistakes, but at least you have a vast, generalized, you know, concept and fundamentals of, what it is and how you should be doing it as well. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing, Sirama. That is very helpful. Um, I think that, yeah, one of the, the best things to do, especially for real estate and, and business in general, and also your career, of course, is to just network and, and get in contact with the right people. So I want to take a little bit of a, a segue in the conversation to something that I know will help a lot of people out there. And it's the fact that entrepreneurship is a challenge. So what are some of the, the challenges that you see entrepreneurs often have to face? Well, when we first start off, we have this great vision of what we want our company to be. And you start out, you know, with a lot of spreadsheets and diagrams and plans and all that. Well, all that stuff is great. Essentially, you know, when you're starting, you really are not going to get a chance to, to work on the things that you want to work on. Like maybe um, a big expansion or hire 14 people or get a, a cool software or app or whatever it is. You have to, that's the critical time that you have to listen to the business as far as what the business is asking you for and the things that it needs. Because if you will ignore, if you ignore it, you're going to keep having the same problem over and over again. You're not going to learn from that problem until you satisfy what it is asking you for. 
once you do that, you will see it's kind of like you move on to the next level. Okay, great. Now I get to work on this. Then something else based on what you implement at that point, then something else is going to pop up. Maybe you have to tweak what you just implemented. So it's like one step at a time. Don't go crazy implementing eight things at once, one step at a time, and the business will tell you what it needs or what needs to be tweaked. That is the best, um, the best uh, analogy that I can provide based on my experience. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, some of the, the problems that I've faced over the past year is I, I tried to do all too much at once. I had huge goals, but I, I definitely right. agree with you. You got to take it one step at a time. So are there any other things you want to add for how to overcome these challenges and make huge strides in the world? Yeah, I mean, stay positive. If you can have a support system, whether it be your best friend, your mom, your spouse, your partner, um, that person in your life that, you know, allows you to, to express yourself how you express yourself, but at the same token, that person is there to provide support and does not let you give up because it gets hard. It really does. And some days you just want to throw in the towel and say, forget it, you know, just, you know, I'm done with it. But you just can't just because of one bad day that you have. And, you know, you just, you have to keep going. Sometimes fear is going to creep in and you feel that maybe it's going to paralyze you. You know, don't let it paralyze you. Don't give into it. Acknowledge that it's there. Let it go. Keep moving. You're going to see brighter days. That's for sure. Thank you so much. So how important has that been to you throughout your, your entrepreneurial career so far? That has been very important. That, that really is something that um, I try to hone into. And if, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, um, luckily my husband, has, he's been very, very supportive through the whole process, through the whole journey. And if I just need to take time out, you know, I, I tell him whatever is going on and I just air it out. I feel however I need to feel. But the key is, he doesn't let me quit no matter how hard you know even <laughs> regardless good. of what it is he doesn't let me quit and the moments that I've been three seconds literally from quitting something remarkable happens like the next day so you need to have you need to have that in your life regardless of what you're doing whether it's real estate investing or any other niche you need that buffer that outlet whatever it is for you to keep you grounded and keep you focused Okay, thank you so much for sharing. So this is a kind of a, a random question. It might seem like it's out of nowhere, but yeah. what has been the, the most important lesson that you've learned so far? Uh, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> most important lesson. Oh, wow. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go back to the not quitting. For me, I don't, to me, the way that I see it, I don't have a choice. And the reason I tell you I don't have a choice is because I have an audience. I have kids that I want so much more for them. And I don't want them to see their parents as quitters. Yes, they do see us run into, you know, whatever obstacle. I want them to see that we overcome these obstacles and we keep moving, we keep going. So for me, quitting it's not even an option. I can't turn back and go back to how things were. I have to keep going because they are learning from us and I want so much more from them. And I'm trying to show them that they can, if they set their mind to it, whatever the goal is, 
they can accomplish it, but it's going to take them hard work to get there. They're not going to get, you know, a, a hand-me-down or anything like that. So for me, that is, that is essential. I love that. I definitely agree with you. And it, it can be hard. It definitely is hard. Mm -hmm. So with that said, would you say that your entrepreneurial career and journey has been more or less difficult than you first imagined it to be? Um, that was kind of like a trick question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like anything new, you're always learning and anything new is always going to be hard in the beginning. And the way that, you know, some people portray it, it's, you know, it's like, Oh, it's wonderful every day. It's nothing but rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Some days are great. Some days are not so great. You know, I'm, I feel some, yeah, I tell my husband, I'm like in an emotional roller coaster half the time because you know, things happen. And especially if it's something new that you've never dealt with before, you know, you got to learn how to navigate through it. So I would say it's like a 50, 50, mm -hmm. but anything really, it really has its level of challenge. And once you, you acknowledge it, you go through, you experience it, you learn from it and you go, if it repeats itself, you know, you know, what has happened and what you learned in the past so you can implement going forward. Okay, great. And I, and I certainly agree with you because learning is super important as long as you're learning from your mistakes. And with mm -hmm. that said, how important do you think that learning and education is for entrepreneurs out there? It's, it's crucial. If you're just going in blindly and just flying off the, you know, the edge of the sea, you're going to hit a lot of brick walls, a lot of brick walls, because you're not going to develop the fundamentals that you need to keep growing. I mean, maybe... I'm going to throw it out there. Maybe you do get lucky, but there's going to be a point that it's just, you're going to plateau or, you know, it, it, you got to learn enough to get you to the next level. You keep growing, you keep moving up and, and building relationships is also as important. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Thank you. I, I totally agree with you. So are there any kind of resources or, or techniques that you would advise people to do for, for learning the, the things that they need to do? Well, you got to start somewhere. That's, you got to start somewhere. And then once you start, you start seeing who are the key players that you need, the relationships that you need, depending on the industry or whatever it is you're doing, who are these key players that are going to help you keep going? What is it that you need to learn? What is it that you need to attain? You know, so you, it's like a chess game. You start positioning all your, all your pieces and you, you strategize and you, you keep moving. Okay, great. So here's a kind of a, a surprise question that I, that I call it. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you had the, the opportunity to be mentored by anyone in the world that could be alive or dead right now, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot. Yes. Okay. Um, honestly, for me, it's, it would have to be Robert Kiyosaki just because that's, he is the author of the book that changed my life. You know, I, I definitely have to agree with you. I think he's put out so much amazing content. And, you know, I think it's great that he's been doing that. Have you seen any of his videos on YouTube? Uh, YouTube? I'm not sh I don't think so. Because he just started, I think it was, it, it might have been earlier this year. Or la well, probably not this year, but last year. He started putting out some, I think they're called millennial money videos or something such as that. But I found them to be, to be really valuable. It's, it's sort of... Okay some of the same content, but there's a little bit, a few differences that are kind of tailored more towards today. I, I haven't seen all of the videos, 
but I just thought that'd be something interesting for you know you could check it out or any listeners yeah. out there. Could. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note of that. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're very welcome. I, I found them to to be very helpful and and you know again for listeners out there. If you haven't read Robert Kiyosaki's material, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for instance, I, I highly recommend you to, to check it out. It's a, it's a fantastic book. Are there any other books or resources that you would recommend? Oh, my gosh. I've read so many. <laughs> <laughs> I've read so many. Um, Robert D. Allen is another good one. Um, he's the author of Multiple Streams of Income. He, um, you know, he, he, he emphasizes on the importance of having different streams and in different industries just in case if one is not doing so great the other one picks up for the performance so it's very interesting the perspective that he lays out and if you think about it you know with with a lot of things that have occurred especially in the real estate market what in 2007 2008 people that were dedicated just solely to real estate a lot of them took a lot a huge loss um so it's it's a good thing to I personally think so to have all your, you know, your investments, just not all in one particular asset class or niche or whatever it is, just in case something does happen, you have something else to, to keep you afloat while everything else rebalances. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So, you know, with that said, on the, the topic of investments and making money, what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities that are out there in the world right now? Right now, um, well, not because I'm in it, but uh, senior housing is a big one simply because of the, the, the demographics that's going to definitely impact the economy. Um, there's a lot of room I see also in the health sector. Um, along with that, um, I've kind of not kept up too much after, you know, for some time now on um the whole legalization of what cannabis is and the potential that it has. Uh, so those are, those are kind of like the things that I got on my radar that I would say. I'm not a big crypto fan just because I don't, I, I don't find it to be um, regulated for the lack of a better word. Um, so I think it's still very volatile. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are, those are definitely things that I see the real estate. Um, I think that it may take a dip soon. I don't know how soon, but I think it will take a dip. Uh, it is an opportunity if, if you're out there to have, you know, to buy a discount and, and definitely hold on to it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and on the topic of cryptocurrency, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that the technology is interesting, but as an investment class, since it doesn't produce any cash flow, it's a, a little difficult to really say that it's a good investment. But I do like the technology. Like I, I would have said something completely different last year because I kind of bought into the whole cryptocurrency boom. I, I still think <laughs> right. it's a, a cool technology, but you know it's still really early. And as yeah. a potential investment, it's basically just gambling on it right now. Like you don't know how the the technology is going to turn out, but you know, if, if you're really passionate about it, you know, I say go for it. But I, I've become way more passionate about real estate and learning things such as that. So, Surama, why don't we talk a little bit about your experience before you got into entrepreneurship? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the corporate world and what you experienced? Well, the corporate world, um, when I first 
you know, got into it, you know, because my mom, she's like, you have to get into corporate America. That's where you are going to have job security, you get health benefits, and it's a great pay. And, you know, because my parents are immigrants. So for them, corporate America was like the place to be in. So of course, that's the route that I went. And um, as a matter of fact, I was thinking about it earlier prior to this call. I can't really say that it was all bad. It really wasn't. I, I feel that everything that I've experienced in corporate America has prepared me for me in my entrepreneurial journey. I mean, I've learned things from a human resources perspective, payroll, benefit, taxes, even as a, in IT, as an analyst. So all those different roles that I have played within the last 18 years are serving me now. Not that they didn't serve me then, but they're really coming into pain. Now. Hello? Sorry, I think you muted your mic by you're, accident. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> especially, if you're, especially if you're starting your business from scratch, you're going to have to play a lot of different roles until you can expand. So that to me was a blessing, even though towards the last few years, I saw a different side of corporate America when it came to management that I just, I was like, wow, you know, really? And, you know, until you start going down the rabbit hole and getting educated and learning what else is out there in the world, you're really not going to see a difference. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing. So can you tell me a little bit about the, the different side of the corporate world that you started to experience? If you're able well, to share mine. Yeah, definitely. Like, for instance, um, you know, your job, it, yeah, I get it. Everybody needs a job in some capacity or another, whatever it is that you do. You got to pay the bills. You got, you know, roof, food, all that stuff. Um, but just the fact that, for instance, if, if, if you're doing a job at performance level, you're doing everything that you need to do, and then you go above and beyond and you do more than what is required by the job, it is viewed exactly the same. It doesn't matter if you do or you don't, the end result will be the same. So then it leaves you at the end thinking, why am I staying late, working late, working on weekends, lugging my laptop everywhere, for what? I'm still gonna get the same amount of compensation or recognition as you know anybody else that just does what they need to do and that's it why do you think it is that way um honestly as from an employer perspective I, I i believe it's like as long as the work gets done it really doesn't matter they have their budget cut out at the end of the line and they know how much that they have to um disperse on however ever you know folks they have on their team so regardless of, you know, what ends up happening, they have to stay within that budget. How they allocate it is a different story, but it's not going to go any more or any less. It's set. And yeah, I think that. there's, yeah, I think it's set. And sometimes there's a lot of levels of management in between. So a lot of things get lost in between. So it could be a combination of a lot. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a lot. So how big was the organization that you worked at? How many levels of management were there? Uh, the first company that I worked for, I want to say, I think they were both actually about the same. There were about like four levels of management. 
Okay, yeah, it sounds like that. That would definitely cause a, a couple of issues. I, I think so, a, a problem that some some come. I mean, and you might think differently. You have way more experience in the corporate world than me. But when you have that many levels, it can cause a lot of inefficiencies. Would you say that's true? Yes. I mean, there's other factors that roll into it, but yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Do, do you have any any Do you have any more stories you'd like to share from your your corporate experience, or or actually, you know, your your new experience in, in entrepreneurship the past few years? Are there any uh, more specific <laughs> stories you'd like to share? Um. I mean, I'm gonna sum it up and just say, it, it, you know, starting out it gets hard. It really does, and just don't give up. Truly, find you know whatever it is that whatever is causing the challenge there's it's there has to be there's going to be a solution to it how quickly you find the solution will alleviate the challenge and that's just the truth yeah i, I, d I definitely agree with you everyone's going to come into challenges and it's just about finding those solutions so uh, let, let's talk about this from this point where you started your your real estate investing career how was the journey getting to the point to where you could quit your, your normal job, your, your normal corporate job. How was that journey? And, and you said it took about two years, right? About, uh, what was this? Oh, it was actually a little longer than that. Two years since I started what I'm working on now from, from when I started real estate investing, I want to say it was like about five years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it was always the side hustle and you know, mm -hmm. it didn't, yep. You know, there were other things going on that didn't like really, um, how do I created the urgency in my life? The minute that it started taking a toll on me physically and mentally, that's when I had to make a decision because I, you know, can't do everything at the same time. So I had to make that decision for my personal well-being and for my family. And that's when, that's when, you know, it, things kind of kicked into high gear and, you know, you kind of start setting your, 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 your pieces up. It's like, okay, I'm going to execute now. And you execute and you, you know, keep going and striving for the best. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think it's all about, you know, execution and when, and I, I can definitely relate to that. You know, when all these things really start to pile on, it can become stressful and yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to pick and choose. So Zarema, I, I know that you have uh, some time constraints today and I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but something that I like to do for my show is I always leave my guests with a, a final question. And it's this, if you could only leave the listeners with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be for you? Okay. Whatever, whatever it is that you're deciding to do in your life, you're always going to have a level of fear. Don't let it paralyze you take action and go for it. I love that. So just go out there and do it. I certainly agree with you. And that's something yeah. I try to, to take with me every single day. So to everyone out there, just go out there and do it. So Zarema, I really want to thank you for joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure to speak with you and we'll definitely have to, to stay in touch. So thank you. I greatly appreciate your presence on the show today. Definitely. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. It was, it was, I, I love speaking with you and learning more about real estate investing and overcoming the challenges because, you know, every day I'm an entrepreneur as well. I have a lot of challenges to face. So it was, it was very helpful. So, so thank you. And if the audience wants to learn more about you and what you're up to, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me at, I'm going to give you my website. It's Zurama, Z-U-R-A-M-A, 
Arancibia, A-R-A-N-C-I-B-I-A.com. Okay, thank you so much. So to the listeners out there, I'll make sure to put the link to Zarama's website in the description below, wherever you're watching this episode at. So thank you for listening today. And thank you for joining me on the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast today, Zarama. I greatly appreciate it. And to the listeners out there, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast.